our King. That all that has to do with our King in His kingdom. We love the head of the church. And so we love thy church, O Lord. We pray in these days you will teach us how to live in this love. That you will bring all of us more fully into thy kingdom of love. We thank you that we can fellowship together from the precious word of God. So do open our hearts to understand the greatness of thy kingdom. We pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Well, as our brother has already mentioned, the brothers got together and felt that they would, it's time for a new theme of speaking. Now, as you know, from week to week, various brothers speak. And there are some who have never spoken on the topic that's given to them. They preach whatever gospel uh, they have in their hearts. But we find when we have a theme, all of us together, it brings us together into a furtherance of knowing the Lord. And so the theme for this particular season of our fellowship life together is Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So let's turn to Matthew chapter 6 and look at the prayer in which these words are spoken. And some other verses as well. Beginning in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. Pray then in this way, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So is that last phrase in the Mandarin as well? Yes. Oh, okay. Good. 
And then we just look at a few more verses on the kingdom. And we're all familiar with them. Matthew 6, 33. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And then a few more verses in chapter 13 of Matthew. Matthew 13, verse 44 through 46. The kingdom of the heavens is like a treasure hidden in the field, which a man found and hid again. And from joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of the heavens is like a merchant seeking fine pearls. And upon finding one pearl of great price, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. And so we are thinking of this theme, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. I want to encourage as many as possible during this time of theme, if you would also join us Wednesday night for our Bible study. Right now, I'm preparing to share the Gospel of Matthew. And I, and I think we can learn a lot from this theme as brothers preach, and we also study this Gospel together. So we will announce when this Bible study begins. Now you know that the church across the world knows this Lord's Prayer. I will say about half of all the churches in the world, every Sunday meeting, they repeat this prayer together. So one of the things that a child learns in Sunday school is to memorize this prayer. And back in the days when I was growing up, here in the New York City area, as most of my friends were Catholic, they could even say the prayer in Latin. So they were even more religious than I was. But, but even though people memorize this prayer, do they mean this prayer? You know, my Catholic friends, 
the more religious ones would go to confession to confess their sins. Now, I don't know if you were a Catholic or you know about this, but usually on Friday, you go and sit in a little booth and you tell the priest every sin you've committed that week. And then the priest will say, if you repeat this Lord's Prayer five or ten times every day, then you will do penance and the Lord will forgive you. So our, our dear Catholic friends uh, that I had could say the Lord's Prayer faster than anybody I know. And they can say it five or ten times. But somehow, this seems to make the kingdom of the heavens very small. As if these are, as it were, magic words. Do we have any magic words? If we just say them, it, it, it does something? No, but there must be faith behind the words that are spoken. But now this prayer is very big. Now, listen, it would be good to memorize this prayer. Because the Lord was instructing his disciples when they asked him how to pray. Now, this is an important prayer, and we sense that the Lord prayed this prayer himself. This prayer expresses the Lord's heart when he's speaking to his Father. Oh, Father, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And the Lord was teaching his disciples. Now, not necessarily to repeat this exact prayer. But he was giving them, as it were, a sort of a rough outline of kingdom praying. For many pray prayers, but they don't pray kingdom and there are many Christians, and we know if you're born again, that you have seen the kingdom of God. But they don't live in the kingdom of God. Their prayers are, as it were, on the outside. So the Lord gives them this little outline. This is how you pray kingdom prayer. So, 
And the first thing we notice about kingdom praying is it cannot be self-centered at all. If you pray self-centered prayers only, it's not a kingdom prayer. Oh Lord, I need more money and my tooth is hurting and uh, help my children to be more obedient. Now what did the Lord say? Do what I do. I come before my Father and I worship my Father. Our Father who art in heaven. First, we focus on the most important reality of our life. And we revere and we worship our God. As it were, every time we would pray a kingdom prayer, it's as if we have been allowed into the throne room and there is the king. Now what are we going to say? Now, would you just walk in there and say, Oh, hi, King. Hey, you know what? I need some more money. You know, in the ancient court of those Chinese emperors, there was so much beauty and glory around. And if you walked into the presence of the emperor, I guarantee you, you don't talk about yourself. Holy is your name. That's the most important thing I wanted to say today. Thy kingdom come. That's the most important thing in our life. Above all of our personal needs, Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Even if my will is not done, do you have to have your will done? Now how about if your will isn't done, but His will is done? Are you still happy? Or maybe not so happy. Sometimes we have to pray, not my will, but thine be done. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, the Lord says in the verse before the Lord's Prayer, in verse 8 of Matthew 6, Jesus says, Your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. He's an all-knowing king. So if you need some more money, He already knows. If you need some help, He already knows. But after we have worshipped Him, and ask for the most important thing, for his kingdom to come. Then we can ask for those things in our life. 
Give us this day our daily bread. And Lord, I need forgiveness of my sins. And Lord, I need protection from the devil. Why? Because when I go out of this throne room, I am going to serve you 100%. And there is never a servant of the Lord that the Lord doesn't fulfill every need they have. Because when we seek His kingdom first, every else, everything else is added unto them. So I want us to just focus this morning on how great is this kingdom that we are praying about. You know, the four Gospels give us a window into understanding the greatness of His kingdom. Now, how great is his kingdom? Well, now, we can say, now close your eyes and let's dream about beautiful trees and beautiful animals. Let's pretend that the kingdom is like a huge universe of beautiful things. Now we might even be mystics and say, oh, you just kind of soak yourself in the light of the greatness of his kingdom. Now we can imagine how great is his kingdom. And some songwriters, especially chorus writers, they write big things about the kingdom. But why do most of us live so small? Our kingdom is full of worry, full of anxiety, full of fear. You'd think that God was a, a little angel on our shoulders saying, okay, I'll try to help you today. <laughs> but we live in our kingdom of neurosis. We live worried, anxious, fearful. And even when we read of the greatness, the, the length and width and height and depth of the kingdom of God, we cannot truly see it. Except through these four windows that the Gospels provide for us. Oh, indeed, the kingdom is big. 
we have this precious prayer of David at the end of his life. In First Chronicles chapter 29, beginning in verse 10, let's look at that. In First Chronicles chapter 29, David is giving everything that he has to God. And that here in his prayer we see that David understands the greatness of the kingdom of God. Beginning in verse 10, we just take this part of the prayer. So David blessed the Lord in the sight of all the assembly, and David said, Blessed art thou, O Lord God of Israel, our Father forever and ever. Now here's secret number one. Who else ever spoke in the Old Testament of God being our Father? But David saw it. Also Isaiah saw it. God our Father forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. Indeed, everything that is in the heavens and on the earth, yours is the dominion, Jehovah. And you are exalted as head over all. Do you see a kingdom that big? Both riches and honor come from you, and you rule over all. And in your hand is power and might. And it lies in your hand to make great and to strengthen everyone. Now, therefore, our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. 丰富尊荣都从你而来，你也是礼万物，在你手里有大能大力，使人尊大强盛都出于你。我们的神呐，现在我们称谢你，赞美你，荣耀之名。Now we might try to make our understanding of the greatness of His kingdom from reading the Word and from understanding things.我们可以啊，通过来读神的话，理解一些事情，我们能来明白神国度的伟大。but already in this prayer of David, we find the first secret to truly see the greatness of his king. And this is what we'll see in the Gospel of Matthew. Why does David see the kingdom so big? It takes a king to see the greatness of God's kingdom. Let me say that again. Only a king understands the size of a kingdom. Now you understand that we've all been called and saved and called to be a kings and priests to our God. 
我们大家知道，我们都已经得救，被呼召，呃，对着我们的神，呃，成为王，成为祭司。But we see that the understanding of the kingdom comes because what was it about David that the scriptures continually repeats over and over again？啊，我们这里讲到关于大卫很特别，圣经一直提到大卫多次，有什么呢？His heart，大卫的心。You see, here is a strange mystery。这里是一个。The more your heart sees the king, the more your soul sees the kingdom. 就是当你的心越来越多看到这个王的时候，你的魂就会越来越多看清这个国度。Now David wasn't perfect, was he? 大卫不是完全的。David sinned, didn't he? 大卫犯了罪。Sometimes David had a wrong attitude, didn't he? 有的时候大卫的态度也是不对的。but David had a heart that said, God, I love your kingdom 100%. God, even when I sin, I seek your kingdom and I seek your forgiveness. So the size of our kingdom vision is a result of the size of our heart's submission to the king. 所以我们对于国度的意向的看见，它和我们的心对神啊的呃顺服啊神的国度顺服是相关的。And so the gospel of Matthew is the gospel of the King and His kingdom.所以马太福音是关于王和他的国度。And it shows us God's kingdom through the King Jesus.他借着我们的王主耶稣。now how about Mark? What is the window that Mark shows us of the greatness of his kingdom? But once again we look at Jesus and we see those who truly serve the Lord see the greatness of his kingdom. And we're so we were so privileged to have our dear brother Lee share this message with us just last week. Do you know the reward of serving the Lord with all your heart? You see a great Lord. Now there's so many Christians who don't even serve the Lord, they just serve themselves. How will they ever see a big Lord? Their heart is so small and self-centered. That's why to see this wonderful king, we have to be servants of the Lord who've borne the cross in his name. Now how about the Gospel of Luke? Look, what's Luke's window? Who can see the greatness of the kingdom of God? Those who have the shepherd's heart of Jesus that goes and seeks and saves that which is lost. Luke is all about salvation. And everywhere Jesus when he saves souls. 
And you remember, it was with Zacchaeus that he said, The Son of Man has come to seek and save that which is lost. Now, some of you brothers and sisters, you understand. If you are one who seeks the lost and who witnesses to them, if you are one who preaches the gospel to those around you who need the Lord's salvation, such people, what did they discover? How great is the kingdom of God? Such as those who are those shepherds who go out and seek that one is lost among the ninety and nine. They understand the greatness of the love of the kingdom. Such shepherds sense the greatness of the kingdom. They can hear the angels rejoicing when one sinner gets saved. And how about the window in the Gospel of John? Now, how can we see the greatness of the King? Well, all you have to be is one whom Jesus loved. You know, John didn't mention himself in his gospel. Except when he had to make reference to himself. And all he called himself was the disciple whom Jesus loved. Now, to be a disciple whom Jesus loved, you have to have first love for the Lord. John was a lover of Jesus. And all of his life, he spoke this gospel message, Beloved, let us love one another. Now, any Christian, who has touched the love of God. But not just touched. Abiding in it. For John, when he wrote his gospel, had been abiding in the Lord for 60 years. And what was John's message? God is love. You say, that, well, that's a very small kingdom. Only if you have very small love. But once you love God and He loves you and you are abiding in that love, oh, how, how great is this kingdom. So you see what I'm saying? The measure that we will come to as we pray this this kingdom prayer. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We will only truly understand that to the degree that we have seen the king. Now you know that from the beginning of the creation of man, God has wanted a kingdom on this earth. And when we read Genesis chapter 1, we see that Adam and Eve were basically created to be joined together with God and taking dominion over the earth. We know through the life of Abraham that God gathered him a people with the purpose of blessing them, giving them an inheritance, and making them his kingdom on earth. And then when finally David came to the fore and was raised up by God, God had his first chosen king upon this earth and how the earth was blessed. You see, because God had established four bases for a blessed kingdom, even on this earth in Israel. The first thing the Lord gave to his children at Mount Sinai was a law of how to live righteously and know the blessing of God. Then secondly, not only did he give them the law, he gave them prophets to speak the living word from heaven to his people. But then God's third provision was providing the throne of David to rule and reign and righteousness over the kingdom. And then the fourth provision was God gave himself a house, a temple, where he could commune with his people, where he could forgive their sins, where they could be one with the Lord. Uh, These four things, the law, the prophets, the throne, and the temple. This is the formula for a great kingdom here on this earth.
But when Jesus came to this earth, 但是当耶稣来到地上的时候 ，How big was that kingdom of Israel? 但是以色列的那个国度是多的，呃，什么样大大小呢 ？They like the church were meant to be the testimony of God upon this earth. 他们像教会一样，本来是因为成为神在地上见证。It was supposed to be a great kingdom and a light to all the nations. 应当是一个伟大的国度，对于呃列邦都是光。In order that the nations might come and seek Jehovah because of the life and the blessing among God's people. 啊，让因着呃神的光、神的祝福，在神的百姓当中，让列国都能够来寻求耶和华。But when Jesus came with the gospel of the kingdom to earth, he found the kingdom of God very small. No testimony, very weak. 但是当耶稣带着天国的福音来到地上的时候，他们发现神在地上的见证是非常的小，非常的软弱。First of all, what happened to the law? 首先，律法关于律法发生什么 ？Now, there were some Jewish lawyers. 有一些犹太人的呃律法师。Now, even to this day, sometimes you have to watch out for Jewish lawyers. 到今天，你也要特别小心关于犹太人的律师们。But there were Jewish lawyers whose full-time job was to find loopholes around the law so that they could do what they wanted to do when the law said you can't. Uh, so some Jewish Jewish lawyers, he spent a whole day, ah, a whole life, researching what law there was. So he could find loopholes in the law. Now I think you've studied some of those things, right? Now I think you've studied some of those things, right? So what does the Bible say? On the Sabbath day, rest from all your work. 说啊，安息日你要安息了你一切的功。Then the lawyers got some loopholes going. Well, you can walk a quarter of a mile. That's okay. 然后律法师在这里就找到一些的漏洞，说你可以啊走四分之一英里是可以的。You can take your sheep out the pasture. Well, that's okay. 你可以带你的羊去牧羊，这也是可以的。All kinds of loopholes. 所以有很多的漏洞。And they they made up, they invented the traditions of men. That over became more important than the law. They just invented some traditions that made the law more important. Remember how Jesus said, "Your traditions have made the law ineffective." Jesus said, "Your traditions have made the law ineffective." Jesus said, "Your traditions have made the law ineffective." Jesus said, "Your traditions have made the law ineffective." Jesus said, "Your traditions have made the law ineffective." Jesus said, "Your traditions have made the law ineffective." Jesus said, "Your traditions have made the law ineffective." Jesus said, "Your traditions have made the law ineffective." And as a result, we know that there was 400 years of silence in the Bible until John the Baptist came. So, in this reason, in the Bible, there was 400 years of silence until John the Baptist came. So, no word from heaven. So, in that time, there was no sound from heaven. Well, how about the throne? The throne of David. Ah, there you go. We got King Herod. Oh, but wait a minute! King Herod is not from the tribe of Judah, nor is he from the family of David. As a matter of fact, King Herod isn't even Jewish. What's he doing on David's throne? No wonder everything is completely corrupt in Jesus' day. 难怪在主耶稣的时候，所有这一切都是这样的败坏。Ah, well, thank God. At least out of the four, we have one: the temple. 
Now you know Herod spent a lot of money making the temple beautiful. He covered the whole temple in gold. Now a very thin gold. But it made everything look gold. And he fixed up the temple mount and everything. Only one problem. There's no ark in the temple. There was no glory in the temple. The presence of God wasn't in the temple. So you have the outer temple, but there's no life in the temple. Praise God, Jesus came. And John the Baptist came. There were so many hungry Jews who hadn't touched the reality of the kingdom in years. There was a precious remnant of those awaiting the consolation of Israel. And then, like lightning from the sky, John the Baptist appeared in the desert. Now, those of you who went on that recent trip, uh, did you go out to the desert where John the Baptist was preaching? What a strange place to start your ministry. That's like saying, okay, we want to start a church here on Long Island, and we're going to start out at Montauk Point. Montauk的那个point，那个，那个，那个，那个，那个，那个，那个，那个，那个，那个，那个，那个，那个，那个，那个，那个，那个，那个，那个，那个，那个，那个，那个，那个，那个，那个，那个，那个，那个，那个，那
all Judea, and people around the Jordan River. Everybody was coming to be baptized by John. Now that, was, now that was just the beginning. Because in chapter 4, when Jesus comes on the scene, this is the way Matthew, who sees the king, opens this passage in four, uh, chapter 4, verse 15. The land of Zebulun, the land of Naphtali, by way of the sea, beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who were sitting in darkness saw a great light. Those who were sitting in the land in the shadow of death, upon them the light dawned. And from that time Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of the heavens is at hand. 十五节到十七节说，西伯伦地、拿撒利地，就是沿海的路、约旦河外外邦人的家园地。那坐在黑暗里的百姓看见了大光，坐在死因之地的人有光发现，照着他们。从那时候，耶稣就传起道来说，天
他们有他们的祷告，有他们的献祭，然后呃，有他们去去呃教会，然后之后呢，他们所有的生活就没有什么了，就非常的无聊的。And you see, that's what I see sometimes when I look around at Christians. 啊，你看到了，就是我有的时候我看一看，在基督身上也是这样。Ah, it's pretty boring. 也很是很无聊。Ah, church is pretty boring. 教会很无聊。Ah, all those old people praying. Where's the young people praying? Then suddenly the prophet Maurice stands up. No. <laughs> no, but here's what Jesus said. He said, wait, wait, what is this kingdom? Jesus said, I'll tell you what the kingdom's like. The kingdom is like treasure that's hidden in a field. Well, you might have to dig around. When you see the kingdom treasure, you sell everything you have. Because to be in the kingdom of God is more valuable than the most blessed human life. People were here this day and they're starting to get hungry, you know? I say that many of Jesus' parables is Jesus giving out little Chinese hors d'oeuvres. You know, when, when some dear saints take me out to a meal, first thing you see is the big round table here it goes around and around. It's got a little bit of... Uh, you know, uh, I don't know, all kinds of creepy animals. Huh? <laughs> Got some uh, chicken feet there, you know, all kinds of He passed around and said, oh, jellyfish. No, no, no. <laughs> But what if everything on this was your favorite food? So when Jesus told the parable, he, he put out one of those roll of things. Here, here, look, this is the kingdom. Eat that, try that, smell that. Now he never put on the stinky tofu. <laughs> he said, the kingdom of God is like a merchant who had many jewels, but one day he found the most beautiful pearl and he sold everything. That's how valuable the kingdom is. Suddenly everybody in Galilee was, was felt their hair was standing up because it felt like the kingdom was right there. But as Jesus continued to reveal the kingdom of the heavens, a veil fell over the eyes of Israel. Now there's great mystery to the veil that remains over their face to this very day. 
But we know of two outward reasons that they could not understand. What is this kingdom of the heavens? The first problem was, they were expecting a Messiah to be political, who would defeat Rome, to be, and the whole thing was an outward territory, and all of that kind of stuff. But when Jesus said, My kingdom is not of this world, the people said, No, no, I'm just interested in this world. Now, if you're not going to help me in this world, now, thank you for making the bread for 5,000 people, but if you don't keep making bread, I'm going to leave. Because all they wanted was a happy life now with no understanding of the future of eternity. So suddenly Jesus was too small. Because he wasn't a great soldier to deliver. But the second thing that bothered people was he kept saying, repent, repent. But everybody was already religious. Why should I repent? I, still, I already pray, already give my shekel to the temple, I already observe the feast. What do I need to repent? 然后呢，那些属宗教的人，他们就觉得说，我们已经很属宗教了，做这些事情，我们呃有给圣殿里奉献金钱，我们有做这些事情，我们有什么需要悔改的呢？Now the door to the kingdom is repentance.呃，进入天国的门是悔改。But they thought they were okay.他们觉得他们做的都挺好。And so they could not understand, and that's why we have in the Gospel of Matthew the mysteries of the kingdom of the heaven. 所以因此他们就不明白，所以在马太福音那里就称为说神国的奥秘。But let's stop here and just apply this to ourselves. 我们在这里停一下，啊，把这些应用在我们身上一下。Because the kingdom we have been brought into is much greater than Israel ever knew. 因为我们所带进的这个神的国比以色列比我们所看见这一切都要大。We were brought into His kingdom. By a one-time sacrifice of Jesus' precious blood. We've been given the word of God that describes the kingdom of the heavens to us from Genesis right through to Revelation. We've been allowed to be seated in the heavenlies in Christ. We've been allowed to pray on earth and our prayers be heard in heaven. But the greatest thing that we've found as Christians is we've come to see the King. The Jews never saw the King except Isaiah when he saw the King enthroned and high and lifted up. And so as we think about this matter of the greatness of the kingdom, let's ask ourselves this question.
Why is our kingdom so small? You know, the church now on this earth is supposed to be a testimony of the kingdom of God. Now, when people come into the church, and now I'm, I'm talking about the church worldwide, do they touch the kingdom? Do they see the king? When we pray, Thy kingdom come. Do we pray that with all of our heart, or are we actually worldly and interested only in this life? Now, if we are children of God in the kingdom of God, then we are living our life on earth, but we're touching heaven and spiritual things all the time. Now we all know the scriptures where Jesus commands us as our king to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Now do we do that or is that low on our priorities because we have a lot of other things to do? And when did Jesus speak this Matthew 6.33, seek his kingdom first? It's when his disciples were bound up in a kingdom of worry. I worry about what I will eat, what I will wear, where I will live. Jesus said, Your worry has no place in the kingdom. Your worry needs to go to the cross. And by faith, trust, the Lord will give you all things that you need. You see, that's a high request, isn't it? And when we sing Maranatha, is that really the desire of our heart? Are we hoping that the Lord will come? Well, as I said, the door to the kingdom of the heavens is repent. Now you see some Christians don't understand. They just knew when I first got saved, I repented. But then there's other Christians who realize when we sin against the Lord, we come to him and repent and ask forgiveness. And then his blood cleanses us from all sin. But kingdom repentance is beyond that. If the kingdom were to come to among us, then the word from heaven would be repent. 
For the kingdom of the heavens is at hand. And what does that mean? Well, it means the same thing it meant to the children of Israel when Jesus first spoke it. Now, we need to be right with the Lord. If you have sin, you need to ask forgiveness for your sins and be under his blood. But when, but when John the Baptist and Jesus came saying, Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand, this is what he meant. Repent. Because the kingdom of God is ready to come and you are not ready. The children of Israel weren't ready. And when the king came in their midst, they didn't recognize him. And for the church today, do we realize if we would see the kingdom of God, we must repent? Because his kingdom, the king is even in the doors. So we're not ready. We've still got a lot of worldly self-centeredness going on. And those things will not inherit the kingdom of God. I get back to where I started. The kingdom of the heavens is a heart matter. If you don't see what the king is saying in your heart, the kingdom of God seems like a very remote concept. But if in these final days, you're, you're, as, as Isaiah says, if you can say, My mine eyes have seen the king, then our lives become thrown with violence into the kingdom of the heaven. And we live a life on a higher plane. Now in this season, may the Lord help all of us to move just from a boring church life to understand the greatness of the kingdom life. Now I want us to sing, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, one time. And then let's have a couple of prayers, and then we will be thinking on this for a, a season. Just the first verse. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. 
hands, and all these things shall be added unto you. Alleluia, alleluia. For this uh, message, thank you. This uh, same uh, kingdom comes.